Turn with me to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, and I'm going to begin reading uh, in verse 18. <clears throat> Excuse me. Romans chapter 1, in verse 18. I'm going to read verses 18 through 20. The Bible says this, But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you uh, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your wonderful presence tonight, Lord. Again, thank you for this team that helps us, leads us into your, your awesome and glorious presence. We thank you, Lord, uh, as your word says, that it's your presence that sets us apart from the rest of the people on the earth. Now, Lord, as we get into your word, Father, we just ask that you would speak to us, Lord. Uh, give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation uh, to understand and comprehend your word and the grace uh, to, to apply it and live it out in our lives, Lord. I pray for uh, just a, a help tonight and fresh all of anointing and unction to be upon me to clearly present your word, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Paul says here in Romans that all people can see uh, that the one true God exists because of creation, because of of the sky and the earth. You know, as I was uh, studying uh, today, one comment, uh, commentator said when we read the word, it's it's uh, known as a special revelation. Some people say, uh, uh, you know, rhema revelation. Uh, but but you can also get revelation from God. It's called natural revelation um, uh, through creation, what we see outside, the sky. And he said the earth and everything in there, the trees, the ocean, or the, 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 the grass, the flowers, the, the lakes, the ponds, the, the bayous, whatever the case may be. Uh, and, and so in, 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 in that, and, um, I, I want to show a few pictures tonight. Before we show them, I just want to let you know, these are not a professional, a shot, professionally shot pictures. These are not pictures that I found off of the internet. These are all pictures that myself or my wife, uh, have, have taken, uh, mainly with our, probably all with our phones. Uh, but I don't know if you like me and you'll see a lot of these. Uh, I enjoy the beauty of sunrise and sunsets. How many of y'all enjoy that too? I, you know, I could probably take a poll to see who's mourning people to say who likes the sunrise and who likes the sunset. I know some of y'all in here are like a man I heard said, if God wanted me to see the sunrise, he would have put it later in the day. How many of y'all can relate to that? You know, so, <laughs> my wife's like, that's me. And so, uh, but I've, I've got with some of these pictures, I've, 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 um, I've got her to want to come get up early to go hunting and fishing because a lot of these that I've, that I've caught. So these are not professional, but I've experienced all of these. So as I was thinking about this, you know, and, and uh, I wanted to show a few pictures of, of God's creation that I've gotten to experience in just the last couple of years. So Doug, you can go ahead and start showing them. So this is a beautiful picture of the sunset. This is right across the street from my house. One night the sun was going down and we have a field. And so it's beautiful uh, to see that. I don't know if y'all can see. Maybe y'all can dim some of these lights, uh, make it a little bit, or even these house lights, so they can see a little bit better some of the colors. If not, it's, it's okay. All right, you can go to the next one, Doug. That's a little brighter, but... And I know we've been having trouble with the lights. I might be putting them on the spot right here. It's okay, Cody, if not. I know we've been having some issues with some of the lights. This is another beautiful, this is a sunrise. I'll go back, though. This is a sunrise uh, early in the morning uh, at, at in Basile at, at uh, uh, the pond that we, we duck hunt at. You can go to the next one, which is the same place. It's the same morning. Look at that. Isn't that beautiful? 
I mean, you know, and those are the pictures that I've asked my wife, like, hey, do you want to come hunting with me? And, and you know, she's like, no, nah. you know, I get up at like 3, 3.30 sometimes to go to go hunting. But then I send her these pictures. She's like, oh, my gosh. And as you can see, I mean, it's, it's even more beautiful in person. Just look how many different colors there. And I'm like, Lord, you painted that sky this morning just for me to see. You know, even there ain't no birds flying right now. I got, that's the revelation I got. Like, we only take pictures when there ain't a lot of ducks flying early in the morning. You know, when we, when ain't nothing happening, we taking pictures of the, but, but how beautiful is that to just experience that? Even if there's not a good hunt, it was still a good time out because of this kind of stuff. You can go to the next one, Doug. Um, that's again, that's again at, uh, the same place. I think that's a different morning. Um, and you can just see just the clouds and the beauty. So I love sunrises. And go ahead, Doug, to the next one. Um, now this is, a, this is the pond again. Look at this water. If you can tell, it's like glass. Like somebody, I put that on Facebook or something. Somebody asked me, like, "Oh my gosh, where did you take that? Where, where is that at?" And I was like, "Brazil, Louisiana." But look how, isn't that? Doesn't that look like a postcard? Like that? Just the, that morning it was just like it was the, the the crystal clear. You can see all the different. You know, it's in November, so the the the, the colors of the the trees are changing. You know, with the fall and the cypress trees are red and orange and just, I mean, crystal clear, just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. You go to the next one, Doug. Um, this is in Tennessee. We went to Tennessee last year on vacation. So yeah, no, that's not Basile. You're right. That is not Basile. You, you can, you can discern that real quick, right? Not Basile, no. Um, so this is in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. We went to Tennessee last year on a family vacation. So the mountains of Tennessee, you can go, go on, Doug. Uh, some more mountains in Tennessee. Just beautiful. I love the mountains. I don't know about y'all. I'm, I'm, y'all like the mountains? I love, love the mountains. You know, we got his ant piles out here. So I love, I love the mountains. So. Some more of God's beautiful creation. Go to the next one, Doug. Go on. This is the sunset in the Chafalaya Basin. Sunset just a few weeks ago. We went fishing, and, and yeah, I just love it as it's going down in between the cypress trees, the beautiful water, and you can see all the colors again, Doug. You can go. It's the same. Another sunset here. Just a different picture. Um, again, just beautiful, beautiful colors and water. You can see everything. I, I just, I love it. Go to the next one. Um, now, this one, I got to be honest, I don't know where this is at. But I want to go there one day. This is one I got off the internet. I don't know when, but years ago I found this picture and I always have this vision, as you can tell, snow capped mountains. I don't know where this is at. Probably somewhere in the northwest, but this is a place I always envision like you know you see places on TV and they have like the water and, and the trees and then some mountains with snow on it. So so this is a place I've never been, but I'm just putting it I believe, I believe that I can I'll go there one day, even on a camping trip or a hunting trip or something. Amen. Wasn't that some beautiful beautiful pictures of God's creation. And so it gives us more insight when we look at this stuff that we get to experience. If you're up early enough or you're ever outside and you see sunrises, sunsets, just the beauty. I mean, just the flowers in the springtime and you see how beautiful God's creation is. Um, we know that uh, the Bible says that through all that beauty, everyone can see the Lord's. He says two things, invisible qualities, his eternal power and his divine nature. Through all of this, he says we can see those two things, his eternal power and divine nature. But you know what's even more beautiful than all of that and possesses his invisible qualities as well is this. This is his greatest creation. It's you. It's people, right? This is uh this is this is Sunday morning service. This is all of you. It's the body of Christ. It's just his creation in general. That the, the, the greatest things, you know, you remember he created everything, all the stuff we just said, and he said he was good, then when he created man, what did he say? It's very good. When he created us, this was his best creation. Me and you, human beings, was his greatest 
creation. So tonight I want to share how all people can get revelation of who the Lord is through his creation. And I want to focus on his greatest creation, me and you. Amen. I want to, I want to focus on. So the name of the message tonight is revelation through creation. Revelation through creation that, that there are people out there that still yet don't know the Lord. People out there that still yet, uh, that, 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 are searching for God. And then Paul says in Romans that, that they can see he actually starts out and says like, they, they have no, well, he says in those verses, they have no excuse for not knowing God just from everything they see. But how much, just from the earth and the sky and all this stuff, but how much more us? His greatest creation we have. Come on, I know Ms. Claire is tracking with me. That people that don't know the Lord, we, we are created from the Lord Almighty, by God Almighty, in His image. We possess God's invisible qualities because we are his creation. So let's look at these two things, his eternal power and uh, his divine nature. So number one, let's look at his eternal power. Remember, that is in us, right? That is in us. Look at Ephesians 3.20. It says this, Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power, at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. The mighty power at work within us is the power of the living God that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. That's the eternal power. Amen. That same power. I don't, I don't think we, we grasp that. I don't think we grasp because we've probably heard that scripture a lot. You know, is that the same power that, that, that raised the dead man from the dead, Jesus, Lazarus, though he was embalmed, lives inside of us. He said he has that, that eternal power is inside of our mortal bodies. We possess this invisible quality. Like, well, how do you know you have that? You know, I, I wake up in the morning, I'm tired. I don't feel powerful. You might be saying, I'm tired right now. But it's an invisible quality, the Bible said. It's something supernatural that is inside of us. Look at Ephesians 1, 19 and 20 says this. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe the incredible greatness. I like the way that he uses that. The incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in heavenly realms. By that power, he's able to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. The things we're believing for. We talked about believing. The things we're believing for. Those are the kind of things, the things we're asking for. He said, by this eternal power that God has, that he's given us, by this same power, check this out. He can do infinitely more than we can ask or even think. Think about something in your wildest dreams. He said he can do infinitely more. That means like you can't even count in comparison to what he can do. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that awesome to, to get that? That, that, that he is able to do that, and it's according to the power where? Not out there in the stratosphere, but here. According to the divine, eternal power that is inside of us. Amen? Think about this. For those of y'all that, that maybe have been walking with the Lord for a little while, even a short time, have you ever spoke to someone, or maybe prayed for someone, and when it was all said and done, you're like, oh man, that was not me at all. That was the Lord. Anybody ever been there? And you're just like, I don't even know what I just said. You know, I don't even know what, I mean, there's been times, like up here in the times where I've been preaching. I can remember when I first started preaching in youth and in the youth ministry. I, I'm serious, y'all. There'd be times 
I would like, I just felt the unction of God come upon me and I'd start preaching and I would start going on a trail and I just felt it was the spirit of God. And as I'm talking in my mind, I'm thinking, where am I going with this? And then it would just end and it would be powerful. And everybody was like, yeah, amen. I'm like, yeah, amen. That was good. Thank you, Lord. Like I really, in my mind, I'm like, I didn't even know how this thing, it was like this, you know, this buildup that was coming. And I'm like, oh Lord. And then, you know, and I knew it was by the spirit of God. It was by the power of God working with them, you're praying for people. I mean, there's been times where I didn't feel no more spiritual than the man in the moon, and I'm praying for somebody, and they're crying, or they hit the deck or something. I'm just like, well, thank you, Lord. I'm glad we don't have to feel it for God's power to work through us. Amen? Amen, because there's been other times I felt like I was feeling it, and people were just looking at me like, you done? You know? We don't have to feel it. We have to believe. I believe, I believe. Amen? We got to believe that God's power, His mighty power, His incredible great power is within us. Amen. It, it's, it's, when that happens, it's the power of the Holy Spirit working in you and through you. See, God don't just give us this power to stockpile for ourselves. It's to, come on now, Ms. Clarence, it's, it's to work in us and through us. Amen. You know, keep all of this in the context of people who don't know the Lord getting revelation through us. Remember, I want to give you the mindset of talking to the church now that those of us that know that Christ have been saved. I'm talking about being a witness, being a light. I'm talking about evangelism and doing it through, you know, what I'm talking about here, through the power of God. I mean, there's times I tried to share Christ with people and I could tell I was all up in the flesh. I was all in my own way, just trying, just fight. But there's times where when you trust in the, the power of the Lord working through you, again, he gives you. The, not and, it, and not only the words, and we're going to get into that, but going back to, you know, the, the love of Christ. Because there's times we can, you know, Pastor Todd said this for you, we can share. But listen, he said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. People got to know you really care about them. You got to really, that's why I'm just praying for our, the, the city of Orlando that, you know what, that, that's why I was praying that the love of Christ would be shown. That the love of Christ, that they would know. And I think this is a perfect opportunity to, for the for the body of Christ to rally around a tragedy because of where it happened and the community it happened to. I think this is a perfect example to say, you know what, we're standing with that community. We love these people. This is a tragedy, you know, that we, we want to see them healed and get saved and get, get filled to, with God's touch. Amen. And I've been hearing that. It's just been great hearing the news and radio that just the church is just rallying around this tragedy. You know, it, 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 it doesn't matter who something like this happens to. It's a tragedy. You know, God, God died for each and every person on this planet. He sent his son to die. He, you know, so, so when something like this happens, that's, that's 49 less people that got a chance to, to, to get saved and give their lives to Christ. It's a tragedy. And so we need to show how much we care. Amen. And as we're coming up on the anniversary of the, the, the tragedy in our own city, you know, those, there's still a lot of people that are hurting, that are grieving from that. From that people, not even that lost, I just think about, think about being in that environment and just hearing and seeing that happening. You try, you'll, you'll be traumatized from that, no doubt. Amen. So we need to continue to pray for our city and pray for our, our, our loved ones and, and the victims here in our city and abroad and, and, and allow the power of Christ to flow through us. Amen. I love how the apostle Paul says, it's Christ's love that compels me. Everything we read about most of the New Testament after the Gospels was written by the Apostle Paul. And we see he, he, uh, planted churches all around what was known as the, the known world at the time. I mean, he preached the Gospel, won many people to Christ. I mean, you know, uh, 
miracles happen. You know, all the dead people were raised, people that were, uh, were healed, that were sick. You know, Paul was beaten. Paul was, you know, uh, he eventually was martyred. And he says, I did all of this crazy stuff, all of this awesome stuff for the Lord. And his reasoning was, it was the love of Christ that compelled me to do every single one of them. Was it because I had to? It wasn't because I, it was the love of Christ. And that's really truly where that, that power, we tap into that power. Listen, I, I've, 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 I've heard this many a times. And when I heard a man of God said and got the revelation about love and compassion, and I'm going to hit on this at the end a little bit, but while, while we're here, I didn't plan to go here on the power part, but this is true. It ties it in. If you look through the gospels, every time it says that Jesus had compassion on someone, something supernatural happened after that. Go check it out for yourself. Search just, you can go in a, in a, in a Bible app nowadays and just, just search Jesus had compassion. Go like in, in one, one of the translations and, and you'll see every time, every time Jesus had compassion, you know, somebody got healed and he felt compassion for the crowds. He fed the 5,000 and Jesus felt pity or compassion for him. In other words, compassion comes out of love every time. That's where the power comes from. It originates with love and compassion. Amen. God has given it to us, but I guess in a way to, in, in, in order to prime up or tap into that power, it starts with love. Amen. Well, that's a good word. Right there. I didn't even plan on saying that, but that's that's the word of the Lord. It's compassion. Go do that. I want you to give you a little homework. Go do that study on that through the four Gospels. And look, every time it says Jesus had compassion, you'll see a miracle happens after that. The power of God is manifested after compassion. Amen. I'm preaching myself happy like that. Sometimes. I mean, I don't know if y'all are getting encouraged, but I'm encouraging myself here. Number two, after his eternal power that 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 he shows it's also his divine nature that is in us. His divine nature. Look at Second Peter 1, 4. It says this. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature. You see that? We can share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. This verse confirms that we can share the divine nature of God Almighty. Ephesians 4, 23 and 24 says this. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, excuse me, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. See, the Holy Spirit expresses his life within the believer with his new nature, with this new nature. That's how the Holy Spirit, how do we know we feel the Spirit? How do we know we walk in the Spirit? You know, because we have a new nature. Because we have, you know, you don't have to clean up, like we say, you don't have to clean up yourself to come to God. But once you come to the Lord, once you get saved, once you get redeemed, like I talk about on, on Sunday, the Holy Spirit begins to produce this new nature and is the nature of God. So something new takes place. If you go right before that in verse 22, he says, throw off the old clothes of sin and put on this new nature. Just like we tap into that power, we got to allow the Holy Spirit to put, to put on, or we got to make a choice to put on the nature of Christ, the new nature, to look like the Lord. To walk like the Lord, to talk like the talk like the Lord again, to love like the Lord. See, we can't truly love people like we need to unless it's the nature. It comes through the nature of Christ. The divine nature of Christ is going to enable us and help us to love like we need to love. This transforming work of God's Spirit is part of the gift of salvation. Like I just said, it's part of the gift of getting saved. It's getting renewed with this new nature, this divine nature. Of Christ. And you see, this is the key. And this is honing in everything I'm talking about tonight. When lost people see this transformation from our salvation, they will desire it too. They'll desire it too. People will realize, man, 
Something's different about you, Jim. It's not just that big, awesome beard, but something's different on the inside of you. I love the beard, by the way, I do. But, you know, something different. Jim, what, what, what's going on, man? You know, where people around you work, you know, they see you and you see a transformation. I know for me, that, that's, that's how I got saved. That was one of the main ways is I saw my mom and I saw my brother and I was like, something is different, especially my brother. I'm just, you know, I, she didn't know I was going to do this, but I'll be honest. I didn't see a, as much of a difference in my mom because I always thought my mom was like a real godly person. I'll be honest. So I didn't see the as much of a drastic transformation because I thought she was always a nice, sweet, godly lady. And then she got saved. And I just thought like, she's going to church a lot more now, you know? But with my brother, I'm not trying to knock my brother. We were running in the same crowds. My brother, was, we have the same testimony, running, partying hard, drinking, drugging, just doing all kind of crazy stuff. So when he got saved, it was like, what happened to you, you know? But there was something happened. It wasn't just all that stuff and all, but, and I'll say this, going back to, it's not all about being nice and mean, but really, my brother was like, he was totally different. His attitude, his thoughts, his, his demeanor, how he treated people, how he treated me. He was always the big brother that beat me up, you know? So, I mean, we were adults when he got saved, but I saw this radical transformation happen. What happened? He had a new nature. The nature of God came into him, and I was like, man. And that, and then when I'd come to the church, I'd come just as a visitor, and I would see, I can see true peace in my mom and my brother and, and, and some of y'all that were here, you know, back then 14 years ago, uh, 15 years ago when I was still just coming as a guest. I saw something different, and I wanted that. I didn't know what it was. At first, I just thought, man, they sure are going to church a lot. But then when I came, I was like, man, there's something about these people. And I didn't know what it was. It was the nature of God that I was sensing. It was it was the Christ-like nature. I never forget, you might have heard me share this, but at my dad's funeral, Pastor Ty was still the youth pastor back. This was 20 years ago. Pastor Ty was a youth pastor. I didn't know him from Adam. And we were at the funeral home, me, my mom, and my brother sitting on the front row, and Pastor Todd came around, and he said, hey, uh, my name's Todd. Uh, uh, I'm one of the pastors of the family. Would you mind if I sat up here? And I remember this like it was yesterday. I remember thinking this, and I said this. I said, no, not only do I mind, but I want you to sit up here. I had I never met the God, but I sensed something on him. What was it? It was it was the nature of Christ. It was the love of Christ. If y'all know one thing about Pastor Todd, that man loves people. <laughs> he loves everybody. And I sensed that even as a 19-year-old, as a 19-year-old not knowing the Lord. I didn't never met this man, but I sensed something on him. And that's what it was. It was the nature of God. And you know what? People will sense this on us as well. They'll see it. They'll see it. Again, you know, when they see us, our life transforming, the way we treat people. Listen, that's where the rubber meets the road. How do, how do we treat people on a daily basis? We can tell people about Jesus till the cows come home, till we blew in the face. But how do we treat people on a daily basis? On the job, at work, this is going to be the hardest one, on Ambassador Cafe at 5 o'clock. How do we treat people? On, on Dulles. Look, it happened to my wife and I that day. This was kind of in the country. We had a four-way stop. And I mean, it's, it was a little bit of traffic, but a four-way stop. So, you know, I'm, I'm there. I'm watching people go. I thought it was my turn. I take off. This other guy was about to take off. So I stopped and then he stopped and then he started waving me on and giving me some other fingers that he had on his hand. And I think, and, and I was just, it rose up in me. But I thought, you know what? I just smiled and I waved at him as he rode by, you know. And my wife's like, I do the same thing. I was like, you know, and that was a good response. It kept me from getting in trouble. One. It's like, okay, what would Jesus do? Smile and wave. Okay, wave with all fingers, not just one of them, right? That's what, how do we respond? That's, just, that's a simple, a simple way, but seriously, how do we treat people on a daily basis? 
how do we treat people? The way that, that we treat, because that's how people are going to see. That's how they're going to see God's nature. It's through us. It's through us. It, remember, it's his invisible qualities. Jesus is not walking the face of the earth anymore. God is in heaven. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. There's no physical manifest presence of God. There's, there's the manifest presence, but it's invisible. It's spiritual. So how do people see, get the revelation of, of the Lord besides the trees, the skies, and the water? It's through us, saints, which leads us to, to my last point. We must reflect God's invisible qualities, which I've, I've been kind of saying that the whole time anyway, but I just want to hone in on it. We must reflect God's invisible qualities. Let's, let's go all the way back to the beginning. First chapter of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. See, we are created and we should reflect his glory because we're made in his image. We must reflect the glory of God. We are made in God's image, so we must reflect his glory. Why would I say us reflect the glory? I'm not saying take his glory. I said reflect his glory. Listen, that's what 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18 says. And this is so awesome. I love how the Lord says that. We just sang this song. They had no idea what I was preaching. I didn't know the song said. We just sang this. For the, the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and do what? Reflect the glory of the Lord. We can reflect God's glory. And the Lord who is spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his what? Glorious image. The Lord wants us to be glorious. Not glory for ourselves, not glory of fame, but to be glorious as we change into his glorious image so we can reflect his glory. These invisible uh, qualities, this internal power and divine nation, we are to reflect it. Amen? Just as a mirror reflects the image of the one looking into it, we are created to reflect the Lord in all his glory. Right? You look at a mirror, it reflects the image of the one looking at it. We are to reflect the one that we're looking into his face. Amen? We're seeking him. Reflect his glory. As we walk in relationship with him, the Lord desires people to see him in us. You, a lot of y'all have probably heard this, but I'll say it again. Again, think about it. Our life is, is, is some of the only Bibles that people will ever read. There's some people that have never read the Bible. They don't know what the Bible says about love, about God's love, but it's us. We're, we're living in walking Bibles. Somebody, some people have never come to church. Like, like one, uh, somebody I heard say, you know what? They won't come to church. I'm bringing church to them. Amen. And that's the truth is that our life should reflect his glory every day. Every single day. That's the essence of evangelism. is reflecting God's glory, reflecting God's power, reflecting God's love. That's what Paul says in Corinthians. Is that, you know what, we had a veil and we couldn't see or experience God's glory. But when you got saved, you know, that veil's lifted. The Bible says the enemy has blinded the minds of the unbeliever. That's the veil. When we get saved and we accept Christ, Christ comes in. He, 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 he raises us to new life. And he lifts that veil off his, now we experience the glory of God. We can reflect it just as Moses went in with the Lord. And you know what? He was filled with God's glory. And so he had to put a veil over his head. But when, because when, he, when he took it off, the glory of God would shine for all to see. That's what the Lord wants us to do. He don't want us to put the veil on. Amen. He wants us to reflect God's glory. And you think, man, again, it goes back to everything. What, what is God's glory? It's his divine nature. 
It's his love. It's, com- it's his compassion. Again, God's glory is being his hands and his feet. If you think, okay, what was the glory of God? How, how do we see the glory of God lived out? Look at the life of Jesus. Look at the life of Paul. Again, they weren't healing people and, and, and preaching to crowds because, uh, because they were trying to build a name or get a reputation. They were doing it because of the love of God that was in them, because of the divine nature. So we are to reflect God's glory. Listen to what, what it says, holding it down uh, again uh, of our, what, what the Lord has called us to do as uh, children of God, as born again believers, as the church. Second Corinthians 5, 20 says this, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his plea. Listen to this. This is, this, this verbiage is so awesome. God is making his plea through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. It's God's pleading to the people. Listen, I've made a way. I've given my son. I poured out my all. I'm pleading, come back to me. And he's making that plea through me and you. He's making that plea through me and you. Listen, he uses the word ambassador. What is an ambassador? An ambassador to a foreign country is someone that it, he represents the country he comes from. So that if there's an ambassador to France from, from the United States, that, that person, that man or woman represents the United States in word and deed, and he brings the information that that country wants him to bring. So again, in our words, in our deeds, how we act, and we have the greatest information known to man, it's called the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are his ambassadors. The Lord is pleading to the earth to come back to him, to, 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 to experience his love, his forgiveness, his redemption, and his salvation. And it's us. We have the divine nature. We have the eternal power. We have it inside of us to reflect his glory and be those ambassadors. Amen? So in closing, I want to read Philippians 1, 4, and 6. It says this. Whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Amen. I read that this morning and it just stirred me up. Like, thank you, Lord, for the good work you've began in me, that divine nature, the fruits of the Spirit. Personally, you you know, the Lord's working in all of us, right? We all are work in progress. That divine, like God, that you're working in me, you're producing, I was praying through that, the fruits of the Spirit. I thank you for the work in me of, of spreading the good news, of spreading the gospel, of being a light to the world. You're working in me, you started it, and I thank you. The Lord is faithful to continue working in us and through us until the last day when this finally, the thing is all wrapped up and Christ comes back. He's going to continue to work in us. The Lord wants to continue his work of spreading the good news about Christ by using you and me, his greatest creation, to reflect his glory. Amen? Why don't you stand up with me, please? You know, as we stand and as as we close, this message was was, was for the church tonight, uh, those of us that are Born again believers. But tonight, as I was talking, you might have, you keep hearing me talk about the good news or the gospel. It means the same thing. Gospel means good news. I read out the New Living Translation, so it translates it for good news or the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, well what is, you, you may not even know, what is this good news? I'm not even sure what you're talking about. Well, before I give you the good news, in order for there to be good news, there has to be bad news. And this is the bad news. Romans 3.23, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God. What glorious standard. You remember God's glory we've been talking about? We all fall short. None of us in this room, even if you've never 
you know, think you've done anything horrible compared to other people, we fall short of God's standard, and we, that's called sin. We've all sinned, and we need forgiveness. But here's the good news. If you read the next verse, in verse 25, Romans 3, it says, Yet God, listen to this, with undeserved kindness, there's that love, compassion, kindness, declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. So we all sinned, and there was a penalty for that sin, but the Bible says that, uh, that, that God provided Jesus to pay the penalty for our sin. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. So I got a question for you tonight. Do you believe that Jesus sacrificed his life for you to be made right with God? Would everyone please bow with me? Every head bowed. Everybody close their eyes. I, 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 I would appreciate it and ask kindly that you, no one look around. Don't look at me. Don't look anywhere right now. Just just bow your head and just, just, just get quiet before the Lord. And I want to ask those of you in here that, that, that never, never really understood what the good news was. You, you didn't know there was bad news. That we've all fall short of God's glorious standard. And there's a penalty for that. That's called sin, and there's a penalty for our sin. But the good news is, Jesus came to pay our penalty, that we don't have to be forever separated from God Almighty. We can put our faith and our trust in Christ, and that He was sacrificed to live eternally with the Lord. Let me ask you tonight, it said, Jesus was sacrificed to make us right with God. Let me ask you tonight, are you right with God? Are you for sure that you're right with God? Let me ask you, I'm not trying to be morbid, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but you know, if you were in a tragedy, a situation, something like that just happened, or a car accident, do you know for sure where you would spend your eternity? If you're not tonight, you need to get right with God. If you'd say, Brandon, I'm not sure, I'm not 100% sure I'm right with God, but I need to be forgiven of my sins. If that's you, I want you to just slip up your hand. Nobody's looking around right now. We want to pray for you. If that's you, just slip. I see your hand back here. see your hand in the middle. Anyone else? Praise God. Praise the Lord. I see your hand back here in the back. Another hand going up. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. The Lord is making people right. For, forgiveness is coming. Freedom is here. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Come on. People are getting freed of their sin right now. Okay. Anybody else? But those of you with your hand raised, the Bible says that if you believe that Jesus died for your sins, and another scripture says, and confess with him out that, that he, Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. So those of y'all with your hands raised, if you believe that, we're going to all pray together. And I want you to pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I ask that you forgive me of my sins. I thank you for taking the penalty for my sin. I thank you for dying for me to make me right with God the Father. Lord Jesus, I declare that you are my Lord, you are my King, you are my Master, and I surrender my life to you. Now give me the grace and give me the strength to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap. Yes, thank you, Jesus.